Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, the unsportsmanlike crew hanging out in for Greeny today and joining us right away here on ESPN Radio, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN front office insider, former general manager of Dolphins and Jets. All right, let's get right to it. You threw out fake trades. Anytime you have fake trades, we're going to get to Caitlin Clark and her unbelievable dominance last night. Maybe the greatest collegiate athlete we have seen in the last decade plus men's or women's sports. But Mike, you threw out a fake trade. That had one Chris Canty riled up already. Give the fake trade that you have thrown out for Deshaun Watson. So, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I am trading Deshaun Watson and a second-round pick to the New York football Giants for Daniel Jones. And my rationale is, if you're the Browns, you're picking up $138 million in cap flexibility. You have Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's a really bright, young quarterback with a ton of potential. Joe Flacco, who is the comeback player of the year, and Daniel Jones, who's 27 and only has one year of guaranteed money with $36 million. And if you're the Giants and you got to go beat, fill in the blank, Green Bay, Detroit, Dallas, Philadelphia, San Francisco, you're not going to do that with Daniel Jones. This is a critical year for the Giants. And if Deshaun Watson plays close to where he once was, he's only 29, and at $46 million a year, it's actually reasonable in today's uh, market. So who would say no? I think the Giants would say no because I, I don't believe the juice is worth the squeeze, Mike T. I, I mean, I get that you're talking about a reasonable rate at $46 million a year, but for the player that we've gotten from Deshaun Watson over the last year of football that we've seen him play, I, I don't know that that's worth it. And we're talking about upwards of $140 million that's coming to him no matter what over the next three years. I just feel like that's an immovable contract by NFL standards. So that that's why I don't necessarily see the Giants going down that road. Even if the Cleveland Browns attach a first-round pick to Deshaun Watson, I don't know that he they the Giants would touch it or anybody else around the National Football League. So, Chris, like if we were running the Giants, like three of us guys, like – we're kind of in the middle of no man's land, which is those top three quarterbacks will be off the board. So now we're saying, like, who gives us the best chance to win? Is it Deshaun Watson, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, Bo Nix? You know, you're not going to get Kirk Cousins because I think he'll be signed or tagged. Mm-hmm. So it, he is clearly – his ceiling is much higher than Daniel Jones. And to me, like, if I'm the Giants, that's the lens of how I'm making this decision. Yeah, I, I just I guess I look at it from the standpoint of the opportunity cost. What is Deshaun Watson going to cost you by virtue of his cap hit over the next three years and where your team is going to be picking? Like that's the part. Like if, if I'm the Giants, I, I think you're better suited going with Daniel Jones. And if Jones can ascend, then you're in a situation where you you feel good about where your program is at. But if Daniel Jones regresses, then ultimately you're going to bottom out and you're going to have a high draft pick next year. I just think that's that's a more viable path for the New York Giants to be on solid footing than getting in bed with Deshaun Watson. It's one of the most dysfunctional decisions we've seen a franchise make in the NFL in some time now. 
giving Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract and essentially turning over control of the franchise to him. Mike, let's let's go bigger picture on this because you went on Get Up this morning and you brought up this hypothetical trade and you brought up this Deshaun Watson thing that we reacted to immediately on Unsportsman like 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern and now here on Greeny. It takes me to a place of if you were running the Cleveland Browns, would you explore the trade market for Deshaun Watson? Would you be making calls right now or would you try to rehabilitate Deshaun Watson? Yeah, 100%. Uh, to Chris's point, like we saw a couple of years ago where Brock Osweiler and a second-round pick was traded to create cap room, and I'd rather have $138 million than Deshaun Watson. And I think the job that Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry's done, they won with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Joe Flacco. You know, there was very little contributions last year from Deshaun Watson. So we've won with a great defense, and that's why, like, if you could add a 27-year-old Daniel Jones to the mix, or if you just moved on from Watson, Evan, like, I would look at maybe drafting a quarterback in the second round. Um, but clearly, for whatever reason, it has not worked in Cleveland. And I think the stigma of that contract and obviously the off-the-field issues, you know, hopefully those are gone and, and you know, th- those are not a long time ago, but go sort of like in the background here. I- I'm talking to teams that will look at Deshaun Watson and say, at one point, he was a really, really good player. All right, let's, let's also bring up this. You brought up another trade in the NFC North, uh, excuse me, AFC North specifically, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you want them to do? Yeah, this one's really easy, guys. Like, to me, you would take Justin Fields, presumptively, you know, I, I assume the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams, trade Justin Fields to the Steelers for a second-round pick. And the reason for that is this. Arthur Smith was a really successful coordinator in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. I see Fields and Tannehill very similar in terms of skill sets. You know, um, Justin Fields really was in a tough situation in Chicago. And with all those skilled players they have in offense, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, a good run game, and the way Arthur Smith wants to play, I think it's a perfect fit, and it's a, it's a win-win for both teams. Mike T, we're, we're just outside of a week of, until the NFL Combine, and I know everybody's excited about this, this current crop of prospects that are going to be drafted into the NFL, but this is also where deals get made in the NFL for free agency and, and pre-agency when it comes to some trades. What are some of the names, some of the teams that you have an eye on in terms of being able to get a head start on working out some of the free agent targets this offseason? Yeah, I think I should be on Minnesota, the quarterback position. You know, do they get Cousins signed? What's their alternative? I think Dallas is absolutely desperate for a much bigger, more physical middle linebacker. That was my other proposed trade was C.J. Mosley, Evan, you know, going from the Jets to Dallas for Brandon Cooks. I think that's a win-win. So I think Dallas and Minnesota and those needs. And then obviously with Kansas City, you know, the way I'd be handling LeJarrus Seed and Chris Jones is saying like, hey, guys, I'm going to give both of you a B deal. It's not an A deal. But one of you is going to get tagged. So tell your agent to call and tell them to be reasonable. How much actually happened? That's it. CC brings up an interesting point. Like the negotiation season, we saw yesterday the Bears already make moves. Yep. Like it's already happening. Will we see more yeah. of this? Yeah, I mean that's a really good point. Ryan Polst, who to me did a great job last year, the GM of the Bears, they finalized that blockbuster trade with Carolina at the combine. Those conversations have already started. Like you know, the Super Bowl was ancient history. We are well into those conversations because. If we're running a team, and that's let's go back to the Giants, you're juxtaposing Bo Nix and Michael Penix with, hey, what's going to be out there? Is Russell Wilson paying him a million dollars worth it this year because, you know, Denver will pay $38 million? So those are things that you're, you're looking at right now. And that to me is this is the fun time of year because you're looking at free agency, trades, and then, oh, the draft, and what's the best decision for us? Mike T, is there any scenario if you're the Chicago Bears that you would consider trading down from the number one overall pick? Nope, and I'll give you a couple of reasons. I think Caleb Williams has a chance to be a star, 
And the other thing, Chris, is now look, I still think I had Bryce Young number one last year. I still think he's going to be a good player. With that said, there is absolute consternation in the building each and every week. You're seeing C.J. Stroud do this and that Mm -hmm. and this, and there's no doubt that was part of it. And this was a franchise, fair or unfair, but this is a franchise that passed on Patrick Mahomes. And now if they they make any move and don't draft Caleb Williams and he goes to New England or Washington and he's even close to C.J. Stroud – that's going to be hard for them to survive. So you want to take Caleb Williams because you believe in him, but part of the decision is do we want to pass on greatness at the quarterback position? Last thing here with Mike Tannenbaum, he's got to run over to, to uh, first take. You could watch him there on ESPN coming up here as along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today. So CeCe and I have been bickering back and forth about the timing about fields. CeCe's point has been it doesn't matter because if it's not Caleb, if Caleb Williams says, I don't want to play there, you're still going to go for Drake May and Jaden Daniels, one of the two. I would say, why not get assurances from Caleb Williams before you move fields? What is the timing on this in your I, mind? I'm telling Caleb Williams, like, your your cell phone's 312. Like, you could get an apartment right now in March. It doesn't April, matter. Two, September. So you could trade you're, you're fields today if you want. You're, you're, you're a bear. Like, Caleb, you're, you're moving here. So, like, I'm not – if Washington calls me, I'm not even taking the call. Wow. Wow. Well done, Mike. Enjoy first take. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, of course, ESPN front office insider. All right, CeCe, let's go to this Bears conversation because Kevin Warren, um, who is the CEO of the Chicago Bears, was on WGN television and gave his assessment of the team and specifically Justin Fields. I'm a supporter of Justin, you know, because I got a chance to work with him when I was commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. He is incredibly talented. Uh, He is smart. Uh, he works hard, and uh, he wants to be a great NFL football player. And so now he just needs to make sure that he has the support around him. He's working hard. And then I would love to see him, you know, this offseason, make sure he's totally healthy going into the season next year. And so I just think every year he's going to continually get better. So I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears. So, CC, <laughs> you've been through stuff like this for 11 years in the NFL and now a member of the media. Is that him saying he's back or is that him hyping him up for the Steelers to up their offer for him? It's the, it's the latter. And listen, <laughs> Kevin Warren is telling a sports lie, right? Like it's just, it's what you have to do when you're in that role. Team president, GM, head coach. You can't be completely transparent because you're giving away your team's leverage if you do so. The Chicago Bears are trying to trade Justin Fields, and they want to maximize the return on that investment, right? They want to get a first-round pick. I don't know if it will go that high. I think it'll be a second-round pick plus. But they want to try to get back as much as they can because they're in the infancy stages of rebuilding their program, right? And Caleb Williams has a chance when he's drafted into the league to be the best quarterback in the division. And that's saying a lot considering Jordan Love and Jared Goffer in the division. But that, that's, that's the kind of talent that Caleb Williams is bringing to the table. And here's the thing. It's been a long time since the Bears have been able to say they have the best quarterback in their division. Those are the stakes with what's going on in Chicago. They absolutely have to get this right, not only selecting Justin Fields, but making sure that the infrastructure around him is going to prop him up and get him to realize his potential. And a part of that is going to be the return for Justin Fields and what you can use those picks in order to put around your new quarterback, Caleb Williams. So this is a huge decision for the Bears, but I think it's a decision that's already made. You just brought up a fascinating point. You are a fan of Jordan Love. You have Super Bowl aspirations for the Lions next year with Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins is likely the best available free agent that we know of on the market right now in Minnesota. And you just said there's a chance – 
if the Bears were to not take Caleb Williams, they're passing on the best quarterback in the division. That yes. in itself is a bold statement, is it not? No, it is. But you, but you heard what Mike Tannenbaum said. He, he thinks he, he's Patrick Mahomes-esque. That's, wh- that's what people say about him, and I get it. When I watch the tape, when I watch the highlights, that's what it looks like. His improvisation is second to none. It is, it is uncanny what this guy can do in terms of manipulating the pocket, getting outside of the pocket, buying time. And I'm not saying it's perfect. There are things he's got to clean up. Ball security is, is definitely a thing for, for Caleb Williams in terms of not fumbling it. But, I mean, the guy has got all the arm talent you could ever want, and he's got that, that intangible, that, that, you know, that, 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 you know, that X factor that you just can't coach. And, and so I think that, that is what a lot of people are seeing and that's what makes a lot of folks believers that this is the best quarterback prospect that we've seen in a generation. All right, Kevin Warren, Bears CEO, also said this to WGN about their draft capital in Chicago. We're in a very, very unique space and time in the Bears. I mean, you think the draft that Ryan made you know, last year to get D.J. Moore and then and turn that pick into drafting Darnell Wright and then Stevenson and to get you know those young guys a chance to, to play and then trade for Montez you know, sweat, and then not only trade for him, but then extend him. And so if we can replicate back-to-back years uh, to really be smart about how we handle our draft capital this year, it could be a really special time for, you know, for the Chicago Bears. Very carefully worded there by Kevin Warren, the CEO of the Bears. If you think about our draft last year getting DJ Moore, you didn't draft DJ Moore. Yeah. You passed on CJ Stroud and you traded that pick, which we thought was fine at the time. Well, you didn't because you, you had Stroud above Bryce Young. The rest yeah. of us thought was fine at the time, but that was very carefully worded by Kevin Warren, the CEO of the Bears. No, it, it was. And, and let me say this. They're looking at the DJ Moore acquisition as a part of last year's draft class. Like that's how they're viewing it, and, and I get where they're coming from with that, but they've got to nail this offseason. You got two top ten picks, including the number one overall. There, there are no excuses if they don't get this right. Meaning, take Caleb Williams and put the pieces around him for him to have success. Everybody in Chicago, and I mean everybody, is getting fired. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com for more information. One final thing on this Bears thing as it relates to what Mike Tannenbaum said, because we're all buzzing about the draft. We're going to get to the Caitlin Clark conversation in just a couple of minutes here because, wow, what a performance she put on last night. Ooh. But Ooh. what's interesting about this is Mike said, I'm not taking a phone call from Washington. I'm telling Caleb Williams you have a 312 cell phone number. That's the Chicago area code. Would you take calls, CeCe? Would you t- – okay, Washington's calling. I'll listen. You, you always take the call. You always take the call. So there's something that they could give With, you and that wa- would make you Washington consider. is at number two. Even if Washington – even if they can't come close to what you would be looking for. Right? Say it takes three first-round draft picks to even consider it. You still take the call because it is number two. And because the other quarterbacks are so good, you got to take the call. What, can you imagine that they trade the number one pick two years in a row? That, 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 that couldn't have ever happened, right? There's no team that could have traded the number one pick in the draft two years could, could in you, a row. Could you imagine if that's on the board that you could you have done that? You just put it on the board. I mean, no, no, Chris Canty could, just No, did. no, listen to me. If, yeah. Could you imagine if you put it on the board and it gets out that you could have gotten three first-round draft picks from the Washington Commanders, including second overall this year, to, in order to move back one spot? That, that's hard, too. I'd still probably say no. If I think Caleb Williams is better than everyone else, if he's my guy, I'm still going to say no. No matter but, but how many first thing. rounds how they good, give me. How good does Caleb Williams have to be 
to justify that relative to what Drake May turns into, Jaden Daniels turns into, and the other draft picks that you would be passing on in subsequent years. Think about how he would have to be Patrick Mahomes in order to justify it. So Lamar, if he's Lamar, it's not good enough in that spot. He has to be Mahomes. He just has to be one of the greatest ever to play the sport. He's got to be an MVP winner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, coming up, one of our analysts says Caitlin Clark is one of the most entertaining basketball players of all time, any level, men's or women's. We'll get to that. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Scoops a pass to Clark. Logo three. Got it. 22 is now number one. Caitlin Clark is the NCAA's all-time scoring leader in women's basketball history. Just an insane night last night for Caitlin Clark. That courtesy of Rob Brooks from Learfield. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen in for Greeny today. The unsportsmanlike crew, Michelle Smallman, will join us in the 11 a.m. Eastern hour. Normally here at 6 a 6A to 10 a Eastern time. Caitlin Clark breaks the all-time scoring record. Division I women's basketball, 49 points. 13 assists, efficient shooting, 16 of 31 from the floor, 9 of 18 from behind the arc, and she breaks the record on a logo three. CeCe, before we dive into it and hear all the sound from last night, just the the step back big picture 
view of Caitlin Clark, her unbelievable performance, and the way in which in a big game you had your biggest game. You always say you want to see the biggest performers perform the biggest in the biggest of games. Yeah. Well, she did that last night, that's for sure. No doubt about it. And it's fitting that she breaks the record on a logo three. I mean, I mean, it's crazy where she shot that shot from. But then to do it as a part of a 49-point performance – in a conference game, it was absolutely phenomenal seeing what she's doing because not only is she having great individual success, but her team is right on the heels of Ohio State, which is the second-ranked team in the country in terms of chasing for um, conference supremacy and in, in a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. And, and that's where I go when it comes to what Caitlin Clark is doing because it's one thing to be able to accrue a bunch of gaudy statistics – but to actually have that translate to team success, I think that makes it next level. And seeing what she did last night, like not only did she have the 49 points, but she also uh, assisted on 30 more points for her team, which is the most from any Division One player in the last 25 years. Uh, she is absolutely phenomenal in what she's doing, and she has – created this spectacle around her in college college athletics. And, and I don't want to even confine it to women's college basketball because it feels like she's bigger than the sport right now in terms of her celebrity, her popularity. I don't think there's any question about that. I couldn't agree with that more. Holly Rowe, ESPN reporter, was on game night here on ESPN Radio last night. Q Myers, Emmett Golden, and she had this to say about Caitlin Clark. I think she's the biggest star in basketball right now. In all of college basketball, she is the biggest star. And why I say that is like the Wall Street Journal, CNN, NBC News, like there is mainstream national network media here covering this game tonight. I I just haven't seen anything like this since maybe UConn was going for their record streak, you know, when they were at 111 uh, game winning streak some of Gino's records I can remember press like this but not for a single player I I really don't ever remember a national intrigue like we're seeing I mean the Today Show is doing stuff on her it's becoming mainstream media and this is a woman in sports as a mainstream media person in college basketball I just think it's unprecedented Cece Holly Rowe is correct in what she's saying I also think there's an argument that she's underrating her Right. I mean, like, I think when you look back at the last 10 or so years in college sports, how many collegiate athletes, basketball, football, women's basketball, doesn't matter what you want to baseball, it doesn't matter what you want to pick out. How many collegiate athletes were bigger at the time they were in college than Caitlin Clark? I mean, you're looking at what Zion Williamson, Caleb Williams is not bigger. Just not. No, no. I mean, I saw somebody put out there when we asked the question on Unsportsmanlike, they said Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was a pretty big deal. He was a pretty big deal. Um, But I mean, that's. Those are the people that would rival what we're seeing from Caitlin Clark. So that's saying a lot that we're mentioning her name with some of the biggest stars that college sports has ever seen. She is a phenom. I mean, I mean to to use the phrase like she's not moving the needle, she is the needle. Like that that's how dominant Caitlin Clark has been and she's on the doorstep of leading um the leading leading being the leading scorer in the country for a third time in her career as an Iowa Hawkeye, which would be the most in Division One basketball. So I just, it is impressive to say the least on what she's done, not only in terms of her individual success, her team success, but also what she's been able to do in terms of growing the sport. 
Cam, are there athletes that you would say that you would definitively are bigger than Caitlin Clark in college at the time they're in college, like in terms of their overall status of accomplishment and star status? Yeah, I think a guy like Tim Tebow kind of captured the yeah. nation's attention in a big way for a lot of reasons. That kind of carried over to the NFL for a couple seasons. Obviously, he wasn't nearly as successful in the NFL, but a guy like that who had all this hype and media hoopla around him and was a very successful player for several years I think you could you could throw out guys like Cam Newton guys like Vince Young who had successful careers but Caitlin Clark is someone who I think is is at that level if not higher uh, in terms of the star power in both her sport and in a national sense where she's garnering attention in a sport that doesn't get as much attention as it should she kind of breaks that mold so so let's look through a couple of those names that you just mentioned so tim tebow is a two-time national champion and heisman trophy winner we're comparing her to him that's a win right mm-hmm. reggie bush cc brought up heisman trophy winner i don't care what the heisman committee said a national champion right cam newton number one overall pick in the draft heisman trophy winner Vince Young, national championship. I mean, like, the names that we're talking about in college at the time, Zion Williamson, number one overall pick of the draft, it's ridiculous how great yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, and that's true, but, but let's think about it in these terms, right? People were going to watch USC football no matter what. People yep. are going to watch Duke basketball no matter what. People yeah. are going to watch Florida football no matter what. People are going to watch Auburn football no matter what. Who the hell was checking for Iowa women's basketball? Who? Outside of the state of Iowa, who was checking for it? I mean, think about it. But since Caitlin Clark has gotten there, it has become must-watch television. It really has. I mean, Chris Carlin, who does radio broadcast for football and basketball for Rutgers Sports, said when Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes came to Piscataway, New Jersey, it was $500 to get in the building. $500 for nosebleed seats to get in the building. That that's that is the craze that has happened around Caitlin Clark, and rightfully so, because she's a tremendous basketball talent. But also the flair in which she does it has led to her being wildly popular, but also led to people wanting to check in on women's basketball, not just during the NCAA tournament, but during the regular season because they want to see what Caitlin Clark is going to do. How many times have we been talking about the Sports Center highlights, the top 10 highlights that Caitlin Clark is putting in seemingly every game? Like that is a part of what, what the package is and what Caitlin Clark is doing. And that's the part that I think is, is the outlier when it comes to comparing her to other superstar talents that have graced us in collegiate sports. So you know what she is? As you're talking through this, I'm thinking she's a combination of the Jimmer Fredette, BYU, Adam Morrison, Gonzaga, which is we are not at the time. We're not watching those programs unless they have the, the, the person that pops out with the Tebow, Reggie Bush level of accomplishment. Right, that's because she's not playing at UConn. She's not no. playing at Tennessee. So she, I'm, I'm just trying to think she's of examples. She's not examples. playing at Stanford. Right. She's not playing South at South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, she's playing. She's the one of one there. So we all of a sudden started watching Jimmer for debt play years ago. We watched Adam Morrison initially at Gonzaga before they became the big program. So it's like the whoa, is this a flash in the pan with the combination of accomplishment? She really is one of one. It's remarkable. She's so good that she has gotten the attention of NBA analysts like our very own Tim Legler, who joined us here on Unsportsmanlike earlier today, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, and had this to say about Caitlin Clark. It's hard to even put into words how dominant she is in the sport. For me personally, she's probably top five most entertaining basketball player I've ever watched. NBA included. And I've got some that are just like iconic to me that changed the course of my life. Larry Bird being probably at the top of that list. I put Caitlin Clark in that category with a Steph Curry for me, a Caitlin Clark. I could watch her play every single night.
I mean, you can't say something better than what Leg said about someone than top five most entertaining basketball players ever. Like, if somebody said that to me before Leg said it, CC, I would have said, well, Michael Jordan's number one for me. I would have put Steph Curry up there. I think those are the two, because entertaining and best and most accomplished, totally different category, right? I don't know where I would have gone three through five. I don't know where you would have gone. Like Michael and Steph are the first two, and he just compared because the later part of the part of the clip he said to us he brought up Michael Jordan. He just compared Caitlin Clark to Michael Jordan and Steph Curry in terms of entertainment. Yeah, players. I mean, listen, he's laying it on thick now. Like I, I don't know if I would have taken it that far. I know a lot of people would say that's cap, but but I mean, she's one of the most entertaining players to watch across all sports. That, that, like that's how it, that's how big she is. I mean, she's got people like Trey Young and Spider Mitchell checking in and congratulating her on her accomplishment last night. When you have the best basketball players in the world checking for you and watching your games, that is the ultimate compliment because those are people that you have the ultimate or the utmost respect for, saying they respect you. Like that, that's that game recognized game. Like that that's what they're saying. Like. Hey, Caitlin Clark is different out here, and we gotta acknowledge that. Like that to me, that is that is special. And for her to be able to push things forward when it comes to women's sports and collegiate sports as a whole, I think that is incredible. Ev, I mean, we talked about it a little bit on our show earlier this morning, but think about where women's basketball was, you know, three four years ago in 2021. Sedona Prince, uh, a player for the University of Oregon team complained and showed the videos and the pictures of her training room and, and the training room and the weight room for women at, at the at the tournament site for the NCAA tourney in San Antonio in comparison to the men's NCAA tournament in Indianapolis and how how little respect, the little regard that they had for them in terms of the facilities that they had to utilize to train and, and, and work out. And think about where we were with that to where we're at now. I mean, when you look at the Final Four for both men's and women's last year, everybody felt like the Final Four for the women was more compelling because you saw Iowa against South Carolina, because you saw Iowa against LSU with Angel Reese. That was that was more entertaining than the men's game. There were more people invested in that than the men's game. And I, and I guess that's the point that, that I think is worth worth mentioning when it comes to the conversation around Caitlin Clark. Think about what she's done in terms of making women's college basketball, contributing to make women's college basketball must-watch television. That's where we're at right now, and a big part of it is from fear of missing out on what Caitlin Clark is going to do next. And think about it this way also, just to add on to that point. My assumption is the moment she goes to the WNBA, she's going to take a pay cut. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, she's got to be yeah. getting NIL deals. If you're saying it's 500, you told the story about Carlin, Carlin versus Joe after us, noon until 3 Eastern. If Carlin's saying it's $500 to go to Rutgers, what is it to go to their own stadium, right? Their yeah. own arena in that spot, right? And, and you know, Cam has asked the question, uh, part of the hashtag crew here on Greeny, is Caitlin Clark the biggest star in college sports right now? I would ask the question back who's in, even, who's in competition with her? Maybe Angel Reese. But I mean, I, college. I know, men's I've college seen people basketball? float out Livy Dunn, but Livy Dunn is is nowhere as accomplished no. as as Caitlin Clark is. No, but like social media is one thing, but this is this yeah. is beyond social media fame. Like college football going into next season, who are we? Jalen Milrow. I mean, who are we? Look, I don't even know. Like, and I don't even know what Jalen Milrow is 
on Alabama because I don't know what Alabama is with Kalen DeBoer versus Nick Saban, right? Yeah. I don't know what that, that program looks I assume it's going to be good. But yeah. college, men's college basketball? There's nobody close to her. Who is the biggest star in men's college basketball right now? I literally don't know the answer. Well, well here's the thing. We, we don't get acquainted to, with the stars in college basketball until when? March. Usually around the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And that's usually the first time. And with the one-and-done era and all of those things and the transfer portal, we, we don't get accustomed to seeing the athlete with the same program year over year. But that's that, not that's the case with That's a great Kayla. point. What you just that's, said is such yeah. a great point because I, I'm not – Listen, the reality is men's college basketball has been, for better or worse, has been significantly bigger than women's college basketball forever. We know that, right? That's just a reality, okay? And what CeCe just said is such an interesting point. Now, in 2024, when men's college basketball pops up for the first time of when we're all familiar with it, is March. And she has us talking about college basketball in February, in January, in December, and I'm not taking a shot. I'm not trying to take a shot at men's college basketball. That's not my point. My point is she's actually bigger than that sport. By the way, we do have number 15 Alabama against Texas A&M presented by Robin Hood. Tomorrow, coverage begins at 1130 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. But that is a tremendous point by you because not only is she bigger than her sport, she's bigger than the brother's sport. Because she transcends all of it. And she's, I don't know a college football player right now bigger than her. No. And here's the thing. We all have an attachment to Caitlin Clark because there's an investment in it, right? We've been watching her for years. And on the biggest stage that the sport has to offer, we feel like we know her. So I think that 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 part of the character development when it comes to collegiate sports is missing when you think about the men's the men's game. But but that element is clear and present when it comes to women's college basketball. And it's and and Caitlin Clark is the perfect example. This is somebody that is homegrown. Grew up as a little girl playing basketball in Iowa, and all of these people in this community have been watching her ascend to these heights. And so we're all rooting for Caitlin Clark because it's an all-American story. And after the heartbreak of losing in the Final Four last year, we all want to see her break through, continue to make history, and get back to the pinnacle of the sport to see what she does next. So, again, I think there's this huge groundswell of support and investment in Caitlin Clark just because of the story around her and how magnificent it is. All right. No Hembo today. No Greeny today, as we know. But from a Hembo perspective, normally he does the trivia, CC. So Cam mm-hmm. has trivia instead of Hembo today. What do you okay. got for us, Cam? Got a little trivia on the NBA. So okay. Warriors get a 140-137 win last night over the Jazz. Clay Thompson, 35 off the bench. But did you know Steve Kerr won his 500th game as a head coach? He was the fifth fastest coach to do that. Which coach won their 500th game in the fewest amount of games coach total? We will answer that question coming up next. Lowen, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny, the podcast. Hello, and Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today. Wait a minute, I got to bring something up. So we're playing Regulate coming back. Regulators, Warren G, Nate Dog. Perfect timing, CeCe, for them to play this. Why? Every All-Star weekend on TNT, the All-Star Saturday night finishes up, and I feel like Above the Rim is always on Every after the All-Star time. game. Every, Every single time. time. <laughs> no it's never not been on. All-Star Every ends. <laughs> it's the inside the NBA crew. Ernie says goodbye, and then it's Tupac and Dwayne Martin and Leon. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and then you wake up Sunday morning, and you're like, oh, Above the Rim's on again, but this is the more edited version of it. And this song oh is from God. that. Oh, God. they better have it. Right. We need to check the, the TV guide. Can we check the TV guide, Bub and Cam? What's on after the All-Star Saturday night on TNT? Guaranteed we don't even have to check it, but I assume. Uh, above the rim? I assume it is. Yeah, you don't even know what Above yeah, the Rim is, do you? I don't even know if I know what a TV guide is. Oh, my God. Yeah. They can't See? take what we worship. They can't take what we worship. <laughs> <laughs> Leon playing with no ball. <laughs> He's playing ball without a ball, B. <laughs> oh, boy. Guys, ESPN Bet is now live as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all of your favorite markets and bets in one game. In-game rate wagering, excuse me, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all of the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present a legal gambling state and president in a legal gambling state. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Bubba, quickly, did you play this for that reason? Did you uh, think about Above the Rim when you were playing this song? No, I just mixing up music here and there, but I did look up, and it looks like it'll be Impractical Jokers ah! on after, so I think the Above the Rim uh, run has come to an end. What that's, a downgrade. That's disappointing. That's, wow. I'm not knocking that yeah. show. I'm just saying it You can put it on yourself, I guess. And... Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, uh, Sneaky Cam Trivia. Cam, what do you have for us? Yes, so Steve Kerr won his 500th game as an NBA coach last night. Uh, 140-137 win for the Warriors over the Jazz. He was the fifth fastest coach to 500 games. That's in amount of games. Who did it in the fewest amount of games as an NBA coach? Okay. CC, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to guess with my Los Angeles Lakers, Pat Riley. I mean, just thinking about how he took over for Paul Westhead, a championship caliber team. I think they won four chips in seven years. With Pat Riley as their head coach, so they had a lot of winning seasons early on. He had a lot of success with the Lakers, a lot of success with the Knicks as a head coach, success with the Miami Heat. Let's just call it what it is. Everywhere Pat Riley goes, he has success. So 
I'm going to throw out Pat Riley. Okay. Uh, Bubba, you want to go or you want me to go? Why don't you go? Well, you know what I do? I run through all of my options and then I come <laughs> back to the one that I'm going to guess. So By it, the way, Brandon, the stage manager today, yes. uh, is also guessing Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Okay. So I was going through it in my head. I was thinking about Doc Rivers. I was thinking about Eric Spolstra. Uh, but I'm actually going to go with Phil Jackson. Because mm. when was Phil Jackson ever bad? When did he not have winning season? So I'm going yeah. Phil Jackson uh, with the start of his Bulls career. Bubba? Yeah, I was thinking of Phil. That was kind of the first name that popped to mind. Um, I was debating going way back and just going Red Hour back, but um, take your time. We have all day. Go ahead. I mean, you're, I mean, uh, Nuno, what are you doing here? Nuno's He's really Nuno. marinating in this. I don't understand. How long are you going to take with this? What is happening right now? I'm going to go. I'll just go Phil. I'll, I'll lock in with Phil. Uh, okay. That's two Phil, two Pat Riley, Nuno. Do you have a guess? It wasn't anyone from Cleveland, that's for sure. Oh, okay. here he goes. Here he goes. We're going to get to that in a second. All right, all right. The correct answer is Phil Jackson. Oh, oh yes. yes. Get this with the numbers. Phil Jackson did it in 682 games. Pat Riley did it in 684 games. Oh, my oh, God. A two-game oh, difference two games. between wow. two of the greatest coaches of all time. Wow. The rest of the top five. Uh, so it's Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Casey Jones, yep. and Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr. The I, way that Cam said Casey Jones indicates he has no idea who Casey Jones is. Former old coach Celtics coach Celtics. and many other things. <laughs> okay, all right. Just making sure. Just making sure. Many Sometimes we forget how young Cam actually is. Uh, we did mention Nuno there. Nuno is our producer. Not young. <laughs> of unsportsmanlike, but part of the original hashtag crew. Uh, CC, uh, you and I made the executive decision, as uh, two of us, neither of us executives, uh, to have Nuno on to allow Cam and Bubba to have at it with Nuno because um, Nuno's been going back and forth with Cleveland, okay? ESPN Cleveland about the idea of Steph and LeBron one day playing against each other, and now Nuno does not like the concept of the rivals joining up with each other and winning. He got so worked up on our show on Sportsmanlike this morning that this happened. This is going to hurt, and CC, you could talk about this. Jose Altuve is a cheater. I can't yeah. stand the Astros. If Altuve came to the Yankees and helped them win a title, I'm going to celebrate it. I might go streaking. He might go streaking. <laughs> what? <laughs> that happened, okay. Cam. That Cam, happened, Bubba. That Cam, actually happened. Yeah, Why Cam and Bubba have that? at it with him if you want. Was that unprompted? What 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 brought this up? I was just in the moment. You were just in the moment decided you you wanted to go streaking? No, The thing you thought of in celebration is streaking? (laughs) I would jump up and down. I would pop a bottle of champagne. There are many other options you could have gotten to before streaking. My point is, as a fan, that you celebrate all championships. Nothing gets in the way. Nothing soils, spoils any championship that you just, you never give them back. You... Even if you've been there a lot, Cleveland, which you haven't, like um, <laughs> you never give them back. You enjoy all of them. That's all that was my point. Yes, the streaking thing, and Bubba can attest to this because we've worked together for such a long time. I sometimes black out when I just start talking, and you don't know what's going to be said. I thought you were going to say Bubba can attest to this because we streak together <laughs> That's sometimes. That's what I thought he was wow. going to no, Bubba, Bubba, Bubba's a Madden Cowboy fan. I, I just wow. don't understand this. CeCe, and I, CeCe had the best point. He said, so let me understand this. The guy who famously refused to remove his shirt in Altuve causes Nuno to want to remove his shirt. Very ironic. 
<laughs> well, someone has to. He won't, so I might as well do but it. But why, out of your celebration, would you feel like, hey, you know what? My team won. Let me get naked. He's making sure that everyone knows he's not wearing a wire. <laughs> no signals are being, you know, pulsed. He's not getting any tips. It's a ridiculous thought or just statement of that I would go streaking if the if Altuve helped the Yankees get a winner World Series. Just like it's a ridiculous thought that if LeBron teamed up with Steph, that it would soil a title. That's my. That's my. Is, you know, really, in your defense, in your defense, you're absolutely right. It's ridiculous to think that LeBron joining Steph in Golden State would have somehow tainted the title that the Cavs got in 2016 over an all-time dynastic team in the Warriors. It's absolutely ridiculous. They ain't had a championship before that in 50 years in Cleveland. How are you going to complain about that championship being tainted because LeBron, in the twilight of his career, decides to join Steph Curry? Yeah, but if your Lakers win a title this year, will you go streaking, CC? <laughs> no, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. But here's the thing. I don't judge. There's no right or wrong way to We're going streaking! Yeah! It's Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.